now and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. Grabbing Lunch Podcast. You can find the show at grabbinglunch.com. Subscribe on iTunes. Give a follow on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, the Sexpot Comedy Network out of Denver, Colorado at sexpotcomedy.com. Twitter at Grabbing Lunch. Facebook.com slash Grabbing Lunch. Welcome. This is episode 58. Uh, My lunch with Power Violence. Uh, The guys from Power Violence, one of my favorite comedy shows here in Los Angeles. I know them as Power Violence, uh, but individually I also know them as Whitmer Thomas, Clay Tatum, and Bud Diaz. These guys are hilarious. We're going to get to the episode right away. Um, If you are in Los Angeles on a Sunday night, do yourself a favor. uh, Just Google Power Violence and go to their shows. Uh, They are unforgettable and hilarious. So... I will just leave it at that. Uh, They have live shows. And actually, uh, God bless them, they just sold a show to FXX. It's an animated show called Stone Quackers. Uh, It is based on... um Based on their lives coming up in the Gulf Shores of uh, of Alabama, I know uh, Wit and Clay are there. Uh, I don't know if Bud is from there, but um, they're all working on their show, Stone Quackers FXX. It is the Grabbing Lunch podcast, and uh, as I always do, just to try to make it easier to sit around the table uh, and and figure out who is who. Uh, oh, and uh, uh, by the way, I can't believe I'm just bringing this up right now. We went to Hooters. We went to Hooters, orange shorts, tan tights, the works. <laughs> so there's four of us uh, at Hooters. We were we were right there at 11 a.m. right when they opened, and uh, it was pretty hilarious. So um, just so you know who's who, Whitmer Thomas sounds like this. So the night we came home and the car was like blocking our driveway. Yeah. It's in the middle of the night. CJ flipped out. And he wrote a letter, put it on the windshield. He was super drunk after some party. And he just projectile vomited all over the person's car. (laughs) I didn't have the heart to tell Wit that was my car. Okay, it was my car. But that is is a really hilarious protest. Uh, Follow Whitmer Thomas on Twitter, at Whitmer Thomas, W-H-I-T-M-E-R. T-H-O-M-A-S, Whitmer Thomas. Also at the table, Clay Tatum. And Clay Tatum sounds like this. You know what's the biggest bummer is I watched a video the other day about Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's, it's, like a, it's like one of the first like bands of that time that I like. And, to, and it was a video about the ripoffs. They, all these riffs that they just totally yes. stole. Yeah, I guess the lesson is don't watch... Videos on the internet. 
And if you're Led Zeppelin, the lesson is uh, steal from people who are less successful than you and, and become millionaires. Uh, you can follow Clay Tatum on Twitter at Clay Tatum, C-L-A-Y-T-A-T-U-M, Clay Tatum. And last but not least, Bud Anthony Diaz. And Bud, why Bud sounds like this. Futons will kill you. I think that's why I'm overweight, because I slept on a futon. (laughs) I attribute much of my problems to futons. Are you overweight, though, in middle school? Dude, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Indeed. Uh, Bud Diaz can be found on Twitter at Bud Anthony Diaz. B-U-D-D-A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-D-I-A-Z. And all three of these guys share the uh, the Twitter handle Power Violence LA. Uh, so make sure and follow all four of those accounts for all of your entertainment needs. Uh and speaking of entertainment needs, you are about to listen to uh, the Grabbing Lunch podcast. This is episode 58. This is my lunch uh, at Hooters in Burbank, which uh, first time, last time, I'll say that. Spoiler alert. Um, go to GrabbingLunch.com. You can see pictures of my guests. Uh, listen to previous episodes. Make a donation to the show. Uh, and a portion of every donation goes to support the LA Food Bank here in Los Angeles. Or if you'd like to become a sustaining member of the Grabbing Lunch podcast, you can go to Patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Grabbing Lunch. I, uh, I set up a page where you can donate. You can be, be a, a sustaining member, a dollar a month, uh, $3 a month. I set up what I consider to be um, decent incentives for stuff like that. Uh, you can get a shout out on the podcast. So I'll send you copies of my albums, t-shirts, what have you. Check out my Patreon page, patreon.com slash grabbing lunch. Uh, I appreciate the support. We are off and running 2015, y'all. And uh, we continue along the Grabbing Lunch Podcast with my lunch with power violence at Hooters. Let's eat. I bet we're probably the first and only people that have ever actively waited for Hooters to open. Yeah. You know, we're like actually standing at the door like, so you guys going to be... When can we start objectifying women? How, how now? <laughs> now? Now? Are they even open? Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks so much. Can I get you guys start with your first beer? Maybe uh, a cocktail. Do you guys want a beer? No, I just want a glass of water. Yeah, I'll do a water. I'll do a Coke. Okay, yeah, I'll do, uh, Pepsi. I'll do a Pepsi. Yeah, two Pepsis. Just water for now. Just water? Oh, this is great. Yeah, thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you. And I'm just so you know, this is our seasonal menu. We got some new items. Oh. If you want to take a look at any of these, they're all really good. Mm, cool. And spice I'm going to bring you a lunch. <laughs> I just, I just, okay, thanks. Yeah, I just swear to God, I'm going to sing Oh, thanks. Outstanding. Thank you very much. No yeah, Pepsi's. No one is just like Pepsi. I'm sorry. We only have Coke. Fuck. That is never a thing. Never a thing. <laughs> I want to go somewhere to like just Ooh. RC. Oh, RC on Royal Crown. I'll get a grape Shasta. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh, we, we just have Fanta. Oh, we only no. have pineapple Fanta. Oh, I'm so sorry. The is worst there? one: pineapple and strawberry. Like the. Worst. Hey, who is your favorite Fanta girl? Hate to put you guys on the spot. Yeah. Wanna Fanta? I was looking through my joke book from 2007 before I did stand-up, and I just 
had a joke book. Yeah. And one of the jokes is, because at that time at all the AMC movie theaters, they would have, do you want to be the new Fanta girl? And they would have, like, oh, yeah, submit. That. And so the joke was, um, uh, s- submitted seven times, but still not a Fanta girl. Right. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was all right. Sure. You ever have those, like, uh, those, like, crumpled up napkins or just like old like parking receipts you've written on the back it's just like spam farts uh, right <laughs> what, yeah. a, what do you mean spam farts what are you talking about I have a elaborate on that I have a yeah. notebook that's every like in between all of the pages are other loose leaf pieces of paper it's like why don't I just write it in the notebook instead I hid the pieces of paper in, <laughs> in between blank pages this doesn't make sense right it's a code you the get for yourself. This cabinet. is the fucking gold. <laughs> if it's in between another joke. <laughs> oh, thank you. What's your thoughts on the um, Hooters coffee? Ooh, the Daily Brew. You know what? This is a it's probably I might actually get a coffee. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that too. I might do, I might do a coffee instead of the Pepsi if it's not too late. We had uh, um, all the electricity was turned off at our like building. Really? Yeah, we got like a notice. Oh. Is, is it too late to change the Pepsi to a coffee? Or you know what? Never mind. Never mind. I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll, a coffee. I'll, I'll, he'll take okay. a coffee, okay. and I'll just envy his. Are you sure yeah. You're yeah, I'm sure. It's yeah. Not a problem. I promise. That's okay. Thanks. I'm probably gonna get a burger, so this is okay. this is perfect. <laughs> Do you guys want to start with any appetizers? Um, fried pickles. Some fried pickles. Fried pickles. I'm a microphone. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> really well done. That's a fun it's dip. a product name. It's a pun, and I want to point out that they had a celebratory hug after yeah. the joke. <laughs> That's one of the a very clear memory I have of my mom. I think Clay probably has the same thing of going, Are you getting a new mic? You need to get a shirt. Get a shirt. Your mom knows microphones? Yeah, my mom was a musician. She was really good at microphones. Get a shirt or an AKG. Oh, or a Sennheiser. Get a Sennheiser. You can't go wrong with Sennheisers. What kind of music do your mom play? Uh... I don't know, folk, country, and then um, like 80s synth country. Cool. Oh. It was kind of, it was really 80s. And right. then in the oh. in the later 90s, early 2000s, she cut an album, this guy Howard Scott, who's in the band War. Mm, oh yeah. And uh, that music is like late 40s mom music. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know how to Funky. It's like funky, yeah. yeah. It's kind of a little bit embarrassing and funky. I have a lot of VHS tapes of that type of music at my house because my stepdad is like a country western guy and he's, you know, I don't know, maybe 60 or something. So, like, when he, from like 40 to 50, he did like a lot of line dancing and stuff sure. when he was single. Yeah. So he like has all these tapes on like how to do it to oh, like yeah. practice. Instructional. Yeah, and it's kind of like weird 80s country. It's strange. Yeah. There's a, a scene in LA now that's like, I mean, it's been for a while, but it's like, uh-huh. it's called Roots Rock. And it's like Lucinda Williams and like that kind of, that kind of country. That's good. I mean, that's And that's how my wife and I met. We, we really? see each other, see, saw each other at shows. And it was that kind of, that kind of music. Well, it was. Randy Weeks, Waynesboro. It was cool, man. Like, I mean, later she, she, her issue was that she uh, sort of, towards the end of her making music didn't want to like she didn't embrace her roots as much so she was like singing about I strolled to the bar about five o'clock I saw a little guy and he was, he was she became Debbie Harriet at some point 
Oh, she loved Debbie Harry. She loved that one song, especially. And Madonna, when Madonna would rap, my mom loved Go it. to the bar, don't yeah. go too far. And then, <laughs> now you're stuck. My mom loved, like, she got really into Madonna's rapping, that one Debbie Harry, or the Blondie song she rapped, and then Macy Gray. And that's what Macy they Gray. mixed together. And it was not a thing. But she would always play at the Songwriters Festival, which is this festival where me and Claire are from. Yeah. And it's all these old, beat up, Country and folk musicians who go to play at the Songwriters Festival and, and try to sell songs to record executives. No, in Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Hey. hey. Uh, I think you got the fried pickles. I'm, I'm um, ready to order. I'm, I'm ready to order. Oh, let's have a lunch for you. I'm totally rocking it. I know what I mean. I'm totally rocking it. Yes. Uh, can I get the uh, club sandwich? Sure. I like a like a fellow genius. I'm also going to be getting the club sandwich. That's right. Yes. We're in the club, buddy. Yeah. You're so close to coffee, too. <laughs> I know, right? Um, can yeah. I get uh, 12 uh, boneless wings, please? We've got um, 10 and 20. Okay, I'll do 10. Okay. And then can I get... Get the order of 20 and throw 10. 8 of them out. He's just like, yeah, sorry. Actually, can I just get 10 regs, regular wings, sure. then? Would um, you like a breaded or naked? What's the Hooters way? Um, it would be breaded. Breaded. And then can I get some fries, please? Sure. No. Not all that. <laughs> right. yeah, I'll get the, the, and then like the 12 more wings. <laughs> no, we just did um, 10 or 20. Just a good classic style, whatever. The classic Give style. us all the Hooters way of the, however you prepare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would you like any ranch or blue cheese on the side? Ranch, please. Are you going to eat your celery stocks? <laughs> uh, what? Uh, your celery. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely going to eat that. Burger, medium. No, nobody else is doing wings. We're just gonna eat yours, dude. I'm sorry. Curly fries sounds great. Yeah. Or can I substitute it with a salad, if possible? If not, that's fine. It's a dollar more, but you can go for it. Yeah, dollar for your health. Go for it. Your health is worth a dollar. What kind of dressing would you like for that? Ranch. <laughs> well, I don't know, the fries. Would any of you guys like any cheese sauce on the side for the fries? Or are you okay with just regular? I want to know I'm what just, that's like. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do yeah, anything that so sounds good. Yeah. Well, let's do it. We'll get the sauce. It's really good. Like sounds good. Mm. All right. So I've got um, two of the club sandwiches, one with the salad and ranch. I've got a 10 piece bread and hot with the ranch and an order of curly fries. And then I've got um, a lesson barbecue burger for medium and four cheese sauces on the side. Sounds yes. great. Yeah. It's worth it for a dollar more. Yeah, I know. Appear healthy. Or give the impression of. I just feel uh, like such she a she said that the cheese sauce tastes good. Yeah. I was at no point was I worried about you not tasting it. And also it. like, like that I, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you are really munching down on some cheese sauce yeah. all the time. I eat it all the time. I don't eat anything else. I only and eat cheese sauce. Me, it's great. They don't encourage us to upsell you in any way. So when yeah. I say this, right. I really mean it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's so funny. And Los Angeles, the girls who work at Hooters are very, like, pretty. And, like, you know, if you were to see them in the daytime, you'd probably be like, oh, that's just a girl. Mm-hmm. She's living her life. And it's not, like, a, a bad thing to work at Hooters or anything. But where I'm from, if you work at Hooters, your, your face screams, I work at Hooters at all times. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? How so? Like, well, usually you're in your late 40s, mm-hmm. and you have, like... Old boob implants. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, like the early OG. Boob yeah, the like before yeah. they got good at them. Oof. 
<laughs> OG movement. And your daughter probably works at Hooters too. Right. What's a family legacy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the LA ones kind of look like these babes. It I mean, feels like, like the poster chicks. Yeah, because I've been They're to the, the, you know the, the, those areas and it's just you know the like the tan tights. Mm-hmm. You know. They feel like they're more optional here, and then maybe in Alabama they're like you the prerequisite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the tights are the most bizarre thing. The tights, man. Why do they gotta wear those? <laughs> they don't even match their skin color. <laughs> they always, no matter what, they want it to be like a dark tan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But who's right. also coming here? Who have you ever known anyone to be like? Let's go to Hooters and scam on some chicks. Like who? Ever? They exist. When it's I know. Up. That's I think what most people do. When me, we go to Hooters all the time only because we love wings. Well, me right. and Clay's girlfriend like love buffalo wings. Right. And so we go here all the time. And we know that everyone around us is here for a completely different reason. Mm-hmm. I looked it up before we came and it had like two stars on Yelp. What? That's probably the what? guys who like created an account like, I bought all this food and no one fucked me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know there's a comedy club on top of the Hooters and on Hollywood Boulevard? Not anymore. There oh, yeah. used to be. Oh. There used to be, but they took it down, I guess, for some reason. The oh, Hooters yeah. crowd is not. I wanted to do yeah. a show there. Yeah, we were like, can we can we just do it now? Right yeah, now? Can we go up there? Yeah, a couple of my friends uh, ran that room. Uh, Jimmy Yang and uh, Terrell Wright. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. but they, they took out that stage and they, they moved it to... Uh, the garbage. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what the, they just took out the plywood that was the floor of the right. upper level. That's Jesus. exactly what it was. It would be great to like get that stage and like set up in your basement somewhere. <laughs> just like here's the comedy show. Dude, that's awesome. That's all, man. Yeah, that's all. I say this all the time about power violence. You hear like like alternative comedy, and I'm air quoting that. The only alternative comedy show is like your show. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I guess I don't even know what that that's means what I though. Think. That's what I'm saying. You go to shows are like, oh, it's an alt show. And it's just like, yeah, it's people doing stand up, but it's like, oh, it's in someone's backyard. Um, this is alternative. But then I think the last time I did your show, you like were punching watermelons. It, oh, yeah. You jumped into a cooler, a styrofoam oh, cooler. Oh, wow, that's a water. long. That's yeah. a, oh, you've done it since. I think I've done it since. Well, that was like, oh, that's a very that memorable. Like, no, I remember this awesome. one. That one was the around the Olympics, and we did the Power Violence Olympics, where right. Buddy had a watermelon smash, that's right. and Clay had to do a front flip into a st- Yes. And here's the thing. <laughs> There's like an inch of water. <laughs> we did a backflip onto it, shattered yeah. the styrofoam cooler. And I want to correct myself because the last time I did the show, mm-hmm. I didn't see what happened, but you ended up Clay with a giant. Oh yeah, oh, you were I had a, yeah. I we had to cancel the podcast. It was yeah, yeah. it was a, it was a really mild show, but like <laughs> that's what we planned it to be. And but I was just in the beginning, we throw shit around, and I just got uh, how. Heavy about fifty pounds. Hey, blocks. Thank you. You touched those. Thank you. You touched those blocks, like on okay. top. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're pretty heavy. heavy. They're pretty and they just heavy. like the carpet, like uh, wrap boxes, or are they? Just no, they're just wooden bo- blocks like, that they've made. Yeah. This is like a black box theater, and the gotcha. owners of the theater have built these boxes so that people can like move around and sit on them and mm-hmm. use them for different things. I accidentally pushed one last night, and it fell on you, and it pushed you like four feet back. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, one of those things hit Clay on his head. Well, Clay yeah. was laying. So I was like thrashing around and Thank one you. just like plopped on my head. Well, Clay was laying on the ground and one of them fell off of another one onto the top of Clay's head. And that was intense. And Clay's yeah. words popped his skull. Yeah, popped yeah. His skull. Popped his skull. Uh, I was the one that it went to the liquor store and got that big bag of ice. That's oh, the, yeah, that was the nicest thing anyone did that night. <laughs>
Oh. Well, unless yeah. you think nice is ooh and an ahhing. Oh. <laughs> it's the least oh, I can weird, do. weird, man. I'm surprised that show was good because usually if something bad happens, one time I was walking up onto stage and somehow there's a nail sticking oh. out Oof. of, uh, of a, one of the, the edge of the stage and my oh, shin hit it and I didn't know. Your chin hit the nail? My shin as oh. I was running up there. I had no idea. And then I was standing there Damn. and everybody was not laughing. Everyone was, was like in me. shock, like, <gasps> and then, just staring at him, like, what? Don't you know what's happening? I'm just relax up. everywhere. I'm going, yeah. uh, I'm going nowhere with this. Just relax. Thank you. Then Thank I you. moved my foot and I felt a, it stick to the ground. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck? And I looked down and all my whole jeans were like covered in blood and so were my shoes. I was just pouring blood wow. because the thing went like an inch into my, Holy and nailed shit. it. And the show is killed. Somehow, maybe it means we're getting better at what we do. Right. That well, I the show like, recovered. I wasn't like phased or anything. I was still like joking around. Yeah, but Clay it wasn't had, that bad of a Clay thing. Had it a, just, like it looked bad. A golf ball welt on yeah. his forehead. A oh, hard boy would believe it. Yeah. It's probably the size of like out. a fist. Yeah. And he it's like a tamagotchi. Just on your forehead. Big old tamagotchi. And he got a concussion, and his blood pressure went up, and it made him think maybe he needs to eat better, and he's lost 10 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> really? Yeah. I still get, like, brain fog, but that's right. just part of the Brain day. fog? That's just part of smoking yeah, pot every day yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Also, too, I think as you get older, you know when you're, like, a toddler, you see, like, a kid fall down, and they like, get back up, yeah, it's cool. You slowly lose. Yeah, yeah man. Basketball at Venice Beach, um, like at least once a week, sometimes twice. And I played on Friday, and there was this guy who was just like really aggressively like elbowing me, and, and he just—I mean, like look at these scars on my hand. Oh my <laughs> God! Yeah, but he was like one of those guys. He had like kind of like long greasy hair, and was wearing camouflage pants. Hmm. And I was just like, why don't we just, why don't we just take it easy? He's like, mm. I was in special forces. I was like, oh, well, geez. why don't you right, cover, dude, somebody, right. you cover somebody just, else? Like, yeah, when you're older and your brain gets rocked like that, it's uh, not yeah. the same. It's harder to cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I, I actually put Neosporin and bandages on it. And like, most of the time, I'm like, eh, it's, uh, it doesn't matter. I just want to take a Neosporin bath one of these days. <laughs> it's I feel my like just, just stay in there for a month. I mean, I'm good. The inside <laughs> of my body is what's tearing. If I get like a cut, right. fine. But if, like, my back, now I'll wake up and my back hurts, or if I fall, like I'll fall sometimes skateboarding on my butt, and then right. I'll, I'll have, my spine hurts. Like I'll, I'll feel like a weird tingling sensation all over my yeah. body that I've never felt. Wow. And I think it's just, I think one, one time the doctor told me that I had the back of a 50-40. And <laughs> <laughs> that was like seven years ago. <laughs> Why is that? God, like that's you're... just the greatest line I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, I have some terrible news. Yeah. The back of the 54. <laughs> he said, um, there's no reason my back oh, should be in the condition that it is. And I think... Maybe it has to do with sleeping. It, my dad says my bed was too short that he got me when I was in high school. He stayed in the racing car too yeah. long. <laughs> yeah. But also, I hurt myself so bad, so much, for two... Two years. I remember being in eighth grade and I had back spasms and I had to like go to the hospital. And then mm. I tore my ACL and I broke my arm all in the same two years. Woof. And so like, Which I was just out buddy. for a yeah. long time yeah. as like a 14, 15 year old. So that like, sucks. maybe it's a thing where it's like, it. it all happened when your bones were growing too. Oh, so yeah. you just like, <laughs> you're totally <laughs> fucking yourself up. Yeah. So wait, you your your bed, on the top of your head <laughs> as Your bed was too short? Like That's, your legs or no? So my dad, I had a futon. 
Oh, and it had, dude. And I was sleeping like this. Oh, you slept like a college kid. No, ma'am. Yeah. Oh, wow. And my dad always that. says that's why, like, my neck, my neck is so hurt. Futons oh, will kill you. I think that's why I'm overweight because I slept on a futon. In my, <laughs> I attribute much of my problems to futons. Aren't you overweight though in middle school? Dude, shut up. <laughs> I see your bed was too short. Mine, mine wasn't wide enough. That, so I was curled. I was just curled like this. I'm overweight. Like my bed was too. It was too comfortable. I couldn't get out of it. And then suddenly I just oh. You're like fucking Brian Wilson. I just lay in it for three and a half years. You start taking all these medications, suddenly I can't. What a weird and I guy. Grew an awesome beard. Yeah. That Brian Wilson story. It's so bizarre. So bizarre. Didn't like, he have like a sand motor? Or did, didn't he like write songs in a sand pit or, or like not a. He would do all kinds of weird experiments. And his songs are good, but the thing is with Brian Wilson's new music, or just. Post Beach Boys music. Yeah. Is that. Who cares? Like, about. He writes a song about vegetables. And he'll sing, like, a song about vegetables for four minutes. Right. And lyrics matter, I think. You know what I mean? And I would rather hear. Honestly, though, I think maybe Clay, Clay's thing in his brain. That actually sounds great. That actually sounds about. pretty healthy, especially with my new health kick. I'd love that. Oh. It was a ranch all over. Was it like someone from the Beatles, like John Lennon or like Paul McCartney, driving in a car and he heard pet sounds? Yeah. Like was, he had an yeah, idea. John Lennon. Yeah, yeah, he had an idea for this album and he didn't really know like what it is. He just like had this image of it. And then when he heard pet sounds, he's like, oh, that was that was what was in my head. Yeah, well, he said it, it threw him into a, a, a severe depression for like a year. That's After, very after cool. John yeah. Lennon heard pet sounds, he was like, what the, what am I doing? Uh... That's one of the like the knocks on Lennon is he just kind of if something I don't know it's it's difficult to say because that's what uh, Chapman said when he shot him that he was a hypocrite but huh. he kind of found things that were working and they're I don't, know, I don't even want to well say I it, mean but, but then again he, that's... he he aped a lot of stuff yeah was like ooh now this is psychedelic pet sounds right. here's Sergeant Pepper right. you know and then back in the day when they were the quarrymen and playing in the German clubs it was like rock and roll and like their you know, hair the cuts and ooh, but know. it's and also like but that's how I they started the they started like they wanted to sound like Chuck Berry right they and then to sound like, like Chuck Berry. and then they wanted to sound like something else and they were just super yeah. good at it and then they were peace and love and they had the yogi thing when yeah. the summer of love came out and they're like now we're this and then they needed to reinvent and then pet sounds and so they're like now we're kind of you tell us what we are yeah. and then you at know. the age of 26 decided to break up it's so weird yeah, or I don't know how old they are but were but like they, yeah that all happened in like eight years amazing and yeah. All of those different phases and looks and hairstyles. Right. And also, I like to imagine, what if one beetle had super curly hair? Oh, yeah, that would screw up everything. everything up. Yeah. I think that was the monkeys. It was yeah. Mickey Dolan's head, the curly hair. Yeah, that's why hair. they, they could never break as big as What if that was like the real reason why they kicked out that one beetle? Because his hair was too best. curly. Yeah, yeah just like, like, dude, not, the perm's not working, man. This is insane. Look at us. Look at us. They look like shells. Like Lego Man. Lego Man. They're like, we'll put you on probation. They tried chemically straightening it. They tried oh, everything. He's like, it just won't go straight. Won't go straight. And they're like, they're out. You know what's the biggest bummer is I watched the video the other day about Led Zeppelin. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's, it's like a, it's like one of the first like bands of that time that I like. And to, and it was a video about the ripoffs. They 
all these riffs that they just totally yes. stole. Yes. Oh, really? Well, that's a lawsuit that uh, the guy just won. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe so. Who did they steal them no from? Shit. Just like a bunch of like smaller bands. Like you could hear like the exact riff, and like it's all like dated and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, whatever. They are still great, but that's just such a bummer so to hear. Yeah. It's like it's similar. It's similar with comedy, but sometimes comedy almost makes sense because you can often come up with a really simple premise that like a ton of people can I told a Bill Hicks joke on stage for probably a month and yeah. then Clay was like what's that joke and I told him and he's like that's a Bill Hicks joke and I went and listened to it and it's it's really similar yeah. but you can tell that you it. didn't like I had no idea yeah, I had, no, I had never similar, seen the joke yeah Anytime but, you start to like get into the minutia of, well, he says this and then I say this, so it's yeah. not the same. It's just like, no, it's it's the same. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's, Sometimes like, I write out a tweet and then it seems really like, this is pretty obvious. So I search that tweet and I'm yeah. like, oh, there's millions of people. Oh, yeah. everyone <laughs> has. Like, everyone has. I've done that with my tweets before. I've had friends, I've had like, me and Dave Ross one time tweeted the same thing like yeah. two weeks apart from each other. And I searched it, and then there was like 700 other people who have also already made that joke. You know what I, know. I mean? Um, There's some guy who is like a TMZ correspondent who follows me, and I looked and I saw, I had, it was a verbatim, it was almost like copy paste. It was, um, Smuckers is my jam. <laughs> okay. And that's, and it was that exact same thing. It was like a day after. And the most offensive part was he got way more likes than oh, he yeah. tweets in me. I'll do that with <laughs> With our friend CJ, he's really good at writing like jokes and stuff. He's a great, he's a great writer. And uh, I'll go on to his Twitter. He always complains that no one likes his tweets and stuff. Right. He doesn't have as many followers as I do. And I'll go on to his Twitter and copy and paste exactly his <laughs> tweets. <laughs> and just... <laughs> I'll delete it after I get more retweets and stuff there's a couple guys that I'm like good friends with that I'll go into their feed and and favorite something from like three years ago oh yeah and just like still good (laughs) still good so funny but like um that uh like the so like the joke thing makes a little bit more sense like you it's I guess people can get away with it easier but with well there's lots of comedians out that are like you know. Yeah, with music, people steal. Like, there's that Coldplay song that's exactly like a Joe Satriani song that I can't ever remember how it goes. That one. But, but it's it all the same it's melody. Dun, 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 yeah. It's like that. What's that song called? If uh, I could change yes. the world. That song. But that, that, that riff is a Joe Satriani guitar riff. For two riff. minutes, it's the exact Here's same melody. Here's the weird thing about that is... And Coldplay's like, we don't listen to that. It's like, dude, you... Right. I don't know. Then how yeah. two minutes long, it's the same exact thing? But sometimes with music, you write something and you're like, oh, I like this. Like, I like what I wrote. And you don't know that you like it because it's in the back of your head. That riff is already stored somewhere yeah. in your brain. So there's that. But. Another thing to, to if someone brings it to your attention and be like, no, you wrote the same song, right. or this is a song, and to be like, nah, let's keep doing it. Yeah. You know, well, that's what's weird about well, the whole like. What do you think? I like it so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like both. I like mine in there. There's uh, a. <laughs> that's mine better. That's what makes like Carlos Mencia and Dennis Leary insane compared to Dan Cook. Where they're like, oh boy, hey, club sandwiches here. up, up and away. Oh, awesome! Thank you. Oh, that looks nice. To where they're like, uh, they refuse 
or Carlos Mencia is like, yeah, I stole your jokes, whatever. I'm Carlos Mencia. Dennis Leary, I don't think will address it or talk about it. But are those like, those are like circumstances so where like they got really famous really quick. Right here. And here's the cheese sauce. Do you guys want me to take this out of the way? Ah, uh, that would be great. Got yeah, it. thank you. Uh -huh. Thank you. You're welcome, guys. But like, they're getting really famous really quick, and they have to turn over material so quick. Right. And well, I guess, a lot of those guys have writers. Yeah, but yeah, that's another thing. Why don't you just get writers? Oh. Well, I didn't know the story about <laughs> Louis C.K. joke. That I'm an asshole joke. Like, I, you know, I know the controversy, I didn't, I don't even know what the joke they're talking so, about. So, like, Louis C.K., his first huge showcase show, he talks about it on some interview, radio interview, was uh, with Thank Dennis you. Leary as the host. And Dennis Leary at the time was, like, pretty famous. He was, like, right. coming up. And um, Louis C.K. had a joke oh, where he would just much. talk about shitty things he does, right. and it goes... He's like, well, and, and could you imagine if you were just okay with being an asshole? And you're like, yeah, I did this shitty thing. I'm an asshole. Right. I remember and that then song. He, he'd I'm do an all, asshole. Yeah, you do all of it. You do all the same things and then just go, well, I'm an asshole. Right. And it was his first big bit and Louis would close with it. And then Dennis Leary went on stage and kept riffing about Louis' joke. Like, um, kept adding things on, kept saying things while he was on stage. And then uh, Louis was like, whatever, he's just doing it. He's just riffing about it. And then a year later, the I'm an Asshole song, yeah, the song came out and I was all over was MTV. Story. Wow. And he, um, yeah, so it's pretty interesting. But like the Dane Cook thing, he was saying like, I wish I, I could say that I stole those jokes because then I could, it just would be over with, but yeah. I didn't. Right. But it's like, didn't Louis had, hadn't he like already released the special where he says those same jokes? And then, like, that's what's just weird. It's like, why don't you just cut them out of your thing if somebody yeah. already put them out? Right. Yeah, once it's out, it's it's out. I want to do a whole set where all I say is, you know, uh, earlier Whitmer was talking about this, and then right. but do the whole set. That's what Todd Glass kept doing when we were in Chicago. He kept going, it's not, um, my, uh, my old buddy Mitch Hedberg, he had a thing he used to say where he'd go like this, and you tell him Mitch Hedberg. And he's like, it's not stealing if you tell him that it's the <laughs> You gotta hear what you my friend Louie has to say. <laughs> yeah. My friend Louie once said. Oh, I'm so good. I had an a experience, I have a, a joke. It's it's kind of like the joke I'm known for more than anything else. It's about a buffet and you go to the buffet and you get, you know, your what you would normally order like a, as your meal, trying to mm. say that to a waitress. Uh -huh. And I did it on a, a late night show, I did it on, a, a, on an album and then another comedian that I know did it on Last Comic Standing. And he called me before, he's like, oh, I know we have this similar thing. I was like, um, well, oh, okay. And I heard from so many other comics and other people that knew me, they're just like, what's he, what's he? You know, what, do you, what do you say to that? You're like, um, I don't have, I don't have an answer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, great, thank you. That's great. Yeah, I appreciate thank it. Um, yeah, that's just so weird. I'm not, they're not comping our meal in any, any way, so I can say this. This is the worst cold sandwich. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is just the worst. This is like cold cuts from a package. Yeah. yeah. Am I crazy? No. This is like the worst. You this is the worst. And I kind of love it. Because yeah. the coffee wasn't that great. Uh -huh. Meta Hooters. It's on this big white Texas toast. 
-hmm. there's no condiments on it at all. It's, mm -hmm. it's just bread and cold cuts classic and like bacon. Thick Sarah Lee bread. This is wow. Mm -hmm. This is, and yet gonna eat every bite of it. Mm -hmm. now. Dude, you don't go to Hooters and order a sandwich, guys. Yeah, yeah <laughs> wings. I'm starting to or think. Or coffee for that matter. The ratings aren't just based on the fact that women didn't fuck these guys. All those people came and got club sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Two oh. stars. Two yeah, stars. There will be blood. Didn't have enough action for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. I thought I knew where this place was. That's why I was late. Yeah. Because I like walked up to that thing that's across the street from IKEA, and that was a Chevy's or a Chevy's or however. Oh yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I know where that is. And so I ended up having to like walk through the mall, and then I came back through and around. I was like ten minutes early. Yeah. And then ended up being five minutes late. Well. I can't remember the last time I've been in a mall. It's been a while. We go all. We the go time. so many. It's crazy. It's, we usually go to a mall every Sunday and think about what we're going to try to do while we walk around. <laughs> I got a show. It's fun people watching. Yeah. But it's, the mall's insane right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to go when I was on the road. That was always like one of the first stops where you're like buying a super in the mall, you know? Yeah. It's almost a snapshot of... The society that resides in the area. Yeah. They're all at the mall. And also you can get like, you know, a hamburger and see a movie or something. But I just, you know, I, I guess me, where me and Clay grew up, there was no mall. And going to the mall was always so exciting because we'd have to drive really far. It was always like a day. To, you, you know what I mean? It was never a thing where we got to run to the mall. Right. And so now... The mall is like still very. The mall exciting. is it. Yeah. yeah. We also didn't really have a movie theater either. Yeah, we didn't have a movie theater until we were in like seniors in high school. Mm -hmm. Where was that? Gulf Shores, Alabama. Mm -hmm. Now we have everything. Like now, when you go back there, there's like a skate park. There's two movie theaters. Mm -hmm. All kinds of stuff. There's a Starbucks. There yeah. was a Starbucks, but it went out of business. Really? Yeah. Wow. Our mall was heavily affected by the economy going to shit. Where eventually, like for. Four years, it was just like like some. There was a uh, like a cutlery store, sure, and then a place. A Zara, yeah. and then a place that the that sold um, like seasonal sausages around the holidays. And a Pepperidge Farm. I'm pretty sure that was it. Like there was nothing. Like we would go, you could just skate in the mall, and no <laughs> one would care. Like you just ride around. They didn't have any money to pay security. Santa Maria, California. Like three hours north of here. It's hilarious. Yeah, it was weird. It was wow. so weird. Everything was like, coming soon, this. And then right. you go there a month later and it was coming soon. It's a different thing now. And right. it was just all them trying it to figure it out. It went out of business before it opened for business. Yeah. Like, How does that even work? so strange. Yeah, I've been down to the south, like um, Mobile, mm -hmm. Alabama. Yeah. Um, so it's where we're from. Yeah. Oh, really? We're from like an hour away from there. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah some of my favorite times are. Um, Going on Dolphin Street, yeah. hanging out. Oh, yeah. at the, uh, what were you doing down there? Uh, I was on a ship that was actually in the dry docks down there. So I lived on the ship and was kind of part of the skeleton crew while it was being serviced. What and was your job? I used to be a merchant marine for a lot of years before, oh, cool. before I moved to, to LA. That's so, cool. Um, yeah, it was like 19 to 24. 
Oh man, that's so fun. Here. My dad did that similar, a very similar thing, same age, and uh -huh. he always he has like the best <coughs> stories. And I'm surprised there's no like TV show about all these 19 to 24 year old punks Dude, working. You know what I'll I mean? Tell you what, and getting into <laughs> having fun. Yeah, I always say it was the years I would have gone to college. Yeah. And um, instead, I went to Europe, Africa, Central South America, the Far East, and was making like grown ass man mm -hmm. money. My dad did the same thing. He went to college, dropped out, went and did that, traveled everywhere. Yeah. As a young person, super young person, and then went back and was like, hmm. Yeah. Sounds like we have a lot in common. Oh yeah. Because also too, I would I would get on a ship, I'd work for like four months, then I had like two or three months off. And in that time, I just keep the same bag that I had packed and just go like backpack Europe for two, three months. Because you can't get on consecutive ships, you have to take time off. And then somebody else, because there's no permanent jobs. Mm -hmm. It's just the, the device of the union is to never have one ship you go on every time. So every time you get off, you always have to get on a new one. So yeah. it was awesome. It was really cool. And I just fell ass in into it. Oh, really? I met somebody and he's like, hey, I do this. I wanna... So he introduced me. That's cool. Yeah, so Mobile, at, yeah, you were definitely stopping there. Mobile. Uh, we used to go um, to Biloxi to gamble. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I saw um, uh, David Copperfield there one right. time. Yeah. And my Biloxi, mom used Mississippi. To, my mom used to go to casinos a lot, and then she would get like random tickets to things because like yeah. the rewards or whatever. Right. And, um, Biloxi is just a dirty little town. <laughs> it was so funny because it, it was like technically riverboat gambling. Yeah. But they were just barges on these like. They had posts dug deep into the into the the mud and the the bottom, and they would just kind of rise and fall. So technically, it was on the water, but there was yeah. But you would never know unless like, you would like uh, right. Like, occasionally, you maybe feel like a like a swell hit. Of was a that just a bash. gimmick, or is that like a law thing? Or it was, was a law. What? Yeah, it was like yeah. only um, riverboat gambling was allowed. So it's just like, well, we are on the river. Yeah, the way gambling is really weird. We have. Um, uh, Indian casino gambling uh -huh. in Alabama. The way they get away with it is they say it's bingo, mm -hmm. and so when you do the slots, if you look to the top, like the top left of the corner, you'll see a little bingo game. And so if you win anything on the like the sevens or whatever, mm -hmm. it correlates with what you won on the bingo. And so that's like the kind of how they. <laughs> It's weird, and that's why you can't do like table games because there's no way that they can integrate bingo, bingo with it. Right. So the whole slot overall. What was a because, bingo like, game? Because bingo has a certain it's bingo level. Bingo and pickles. Yeah. Whatever you know, pickles is. So like bingo has a certain level of randomness, and that randomness equals the amount of randomness of a slot machine. Yeah. And so it correlates. But it's just how they get away with it. I was just playing bingo last night. Really? You guys ever gone to the um, the comedy bowling league? Mm -hmm. at, at the Roosevelt it. Hotel, oh, there's like there's little like, tiny lane at the little two lane yeah. thing. It's a dark they, room, yeah, they have ten like teams of bowlers, and then someone's just constantly calling bingo all night long. So mm -hmm. I went and played for the Improv last night. And, oh, uh, cool! Yeah, played some bingo. Did not win. I think the prize was like free bowling. It was like yeah, I'm already playing bowling. I'm, I'm fine. Hmm. Yeah, it was fun. I mean. Especially getting down there. I mean, outside of the context of work, I don't know if I would have gone to those areas, seen yeah. those, yeah. seen those spots. But it was, it was great. Also, too, it's a time of, time of life where you're like, fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna do 
Oh. I gotta sleep on this hardwood floor and it'll be great. You think that Mike will pick this up? <laughs> nah, I doubt it. I'm, oh, okay. I'm actually gonna have to edit that part out. Oh, okay. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot, bud. That's fine. Yeah. Mobile is starting to kind of develop a scene, comedy scene. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. There's like a nice little route of shows that you can do all over the southeast now where you can sort of almost make money. I mean, we did it, but we, there's so many of us that it's impossible to make money. Right. But like... I think it was established by Dave Stone and Carl Kinane. They kind of like cut this path and now a lot of comedians are taking it. But it's fun. All these people who are deprived of anything to do will go to comedy shows mm-hmm. and yell at you and laugh. <laughs> they're all they're gonna yell at you. Right. But they're gonna also laugh. Right. They're gonna have a good time yelling at you. We did a show in Huntsville, mm. Alabama, and there was Everything was stacked up against us. Yeah, right. everything was against yeah. us. So the night before <laughs> you was... You can't win! It was Natalia <laughs> Shire and Rocky. Right. You can't win! The night before was the big show. Right. They had um, Dave Ross and a couple of our other friends, Ian Douglas, Terry, and Zach Peterson came and did it, and they had been promoting the show for a while. And the guy was like, I'll just do another show the next night. It's not a big deal. And we didn't think anything of it. It was the first time he had ever done anything like this. So we get there, and no one came. Oof, the first show? That was the big show? No, the big show, tons of people came. Right. It wasn't the night second before, show, yeah. right. but we weren't there. The second show, we come, and he's like, hey, man, I guess I shouldn't have had this. I'm sorry. You know, he's Thank you. apologetic. Thanks. And then, um, oh, yeah. Then, um, so we go, All there's people there, but not to see a comedy show. Uh-huh. It's a dude from, a, a couple guys from a biker gang, Oof. a riverboat captain, and a bunch of stepdads and deadbeat dads. Mm, but it's wow. like, it, what I always like, what Holy it reminded shit. me of is that part in Blues Brothers where they had to play the, the shit kicker bar or whatever. Yeah. Bob's Country Bar. Well, yeah. There you go. So, chicken <laughs> no way was it going to go good at all. Oh. We went on stage and we kind of were, we were like, let's abandon all of our material and just go on stage. So we went out there and we're just like, y'all don't want us to be here and yelling at them. They started yelling back at us. They were yelling at us for like five minutes and then what made them turn is we were like, well, me and Claire from Alabama. Bud here's from California and they started booing Bud. Right. And oh, I go great. I go, Oh well you're not gonna like to hear that he's Mexican then. Whoa. And then uh, and then they go, yeah. Let's have a Mexican toss. Started oh, yelling. Holy shit. And uh, but that confused me. And Buddy was <laughs> like, what, I'm the like fuck? what the fuck's a Mexican toss? Buddy goes, I doubt you can throw me, sir. And the guy goes, Oh no, I'm like, I'm, I'm I doubt you can throw all three hundred pounds of this. And then the <laughs> dude goes, This old man with pigtails and leather jacket in a biker gang, he goes, he goes, you ain't 300, man, I bet you you're like 215 tops. And Bud was like, that's very nice of you to say. Like, like he's very, <laughs> he's yeah, doing yeah. the math and yeah, he's like, I think I could throw him. I yeah. could throw him. And he goes, yeah, man, you look good. And Bud was like, well, thank you. And then they became our best friends. Yeah, and they just weird. kept yelling like, roll tide. And we kept learning about them. Yeah. And it was like, they just, they liked us a lot. And it was, it was weird. They never stopped yelling at us, but they were saying, like, complimentary things. Mm, all right. <laughs> I like your eyes! It was okay, the please, weirdest sir. show ever. We were, and we asked the biker gang dude, we were like, hey, so what's the deal? What, he goes, uh, I'm from Michigan, but my, uh, I moved down here to represent the chapter of my gang. Um, my daughter, she goes to school in Mississippi. She's getting her double doctorate down there. And we're like, what the fuck? Why are you who you... How is your daughter? What? I just want to point out the song on the speaker. Bad company. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's almost scoring your whole story. 
Yeah. And then, That's like life. You know, you get out there and you just say yes to an opportunity, and then suddenly you're just like, whoa, I'm on some black ice here, buddy. I don't know. I mean, all the other comics saw like it as, oh, this is going to be a bad show, but we saw it as, no, this is an opportunity for some funny shit. Uh-huh. Like, we're going to set up microphones. I like set up my phone around and record audio so we can all like mix it together. Great. It was so it was Is so that good. somewhere? It will be soon. Not yet. Maybe. We're gonna figure out how to piece it together because it's pretty interesting. It's really Send me like, the link. I'll add it to this episode. Yeah. If we do in time, yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, whatever. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, like uh, you know, I mean, we ended up learning a lot about everybody, and then that night afterwards, one of the drunkest older men comes up to me and is like, the riverboat captain comes up to me and is like, whoa, man, I'll ever like any of this bullshit that comes through here. But tonight, that was that was pretty good. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay, well, thank you. Also, I'm pretty sure you only liked it because you got to yell the whole time. And while we were bringing up other comedians, there's two comments. Um, and we, we were like, uh, hey, so get all your yells out right now, and then don't yell at these next comedians, and then, then you can yell at us when we're back on stage and let us know what you thought of them. Yeah. So they would do that. And right. they, they actually like the other comedians. They just... They, oh, God, you know, they, I, I don't really like well, they, comedy, but... Well, they said that... I still feel that way after seeing it. They said that Mexican toss thing, which kind of threw everyone for a loop. And then one of the comics, Rojo Perez, yeah, did... He, what did you do, like 15 minutes? And the first 10 minutes was all him speaking in Spanish? Yeah, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> we wow. were dying. Yeah, holy shit. Oh, so good. It's like, you yeah. you, you deserve this crowd. <laughs> you deserve this Spanish set. Gracias. <laughs> so good, man. Gracias. And was, they would yell shit at him, and he would retort in Spanish like he never broke. <laughs> so good. That was probably my favorite show. I mean, it was like technically not a good show, but it was right. <laughs> memorable. Yeah. Yeah. When you engage people that you didn't expect to, and you can walk to your car and feel like, ah, that wasn't the worst thing yeah. that ever yeah. happened. That's I also you like you do you right. do so many shows where you just do the same bit over and over again. True. And then I think that one was special too because Jeremy, our sound guy, like uh-huh. the way it was set up was he was kind of on stage with us, which is usually far in, in a booth somewhere. Right. So he got a real taste of like how shitty it was and like what it was like to he be was up loving there. It, and he man. was loving every second of it. Yeah, some shows are great and then some shows are just like you have that moment where you're on stage, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> what am I? Nothing I've ever said has made sense. Yeah. I'm not entertained. I don't see how anyone else in the room could be. This is not... That's the weirdest feeling of whenever you're doing a show, there should be no show. I'm, I'm at the point now to where I'm like, let's cancel. <laughs> if I get to a place where I'm like, there just shouldn't be, even if I drove an hour, there just shouldn't be a show here. Can we not do it? Yeah. Um, we're going to ruin these people's hour and a half. Yeah. And, uh, and then you do a set, and it doesn't make any sense because uh, you have to have somebody listen to you in order for your. I have at least have to have somebody listening and engaged in order for any of the bits I'm putting together to make sense. Right. Like, and if not, then I'll start to like say stuff that doesn't make any sense. It's a weird. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, uh, um, just a few years ago, it was Thanksgiving weekend, it was in Pismo Beach, it was one of those Ooh. ones where we like, they had like, the gig, like there was a hotel attached to mm-hmm. it, and so I brought my wife up and it was, a, it was a big thing, but they had like a, like 8 o'clock show and a 10 o'clock show, and it was like in their, their dining hall area, but they could have had one 9 o'clock show, 
Right. Even that would have been like, uh, okay, because divided into two audiences, there was probably like 30 people total that came. But the 10 o'clock show, the late one, was just the worst because they, nobody who was in there wanted to be there. They just pulled them in from the bar because it was just like, well, we, we've already paid, the, we've already paid him. He's going to do the show no matter what. So was it at? Ricks? What's the, what's the place called? I don't even called? remember. I don't even remember the name of that. That's like no, kind of thinking of uh, Casablanca. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Ricks. And, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, was I just downtown? distinctly remember, like, there was a woman who was so drunk she passed out. And her husband, like, didn't, instead of, like, taking her to the room, let's call it a night, mm. he, like, took his hat off and put it <laughs> over her face. So it was like a weekend at Bernie's thing. And I was just like... What are any of us doing here? Well, it's interesting. You have to be... You have to really want to see a show in order to enjoy comedy. It's the only thing like that. It's the only thing that's like that. Where you yeah. have to really want to be there. And if you any part of you doesn't want to be there, you're not going to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to want to laugh at stuff, yeah. or else it's just not going to be fun at all. Agreed. Like, I always tell... My girlfriend isn't, like, the biggest fan of comedy in general. Who's your girlfriend? Her name's Angelina. Uh-huh. And anytime she has any doubts about coming to our show on Sunday, right. I'm like, just don't. Just don't, don't go. Because do I don't want you to like hate everything for right. an hour and a half. Right. Because nothing's going to pop out at you and go like, if you're not going to want to be there. You know what I mean? Congratulations, you've won me over. Yeah. Oh, great. Now I'm a fan. Yeah. yeah. I do so many shows. It's just like, I'll bring the wife to one and Mm. But it's only like it's with people that I know that she'll like. Like, well, you know him, you know him. You're like, yeah, yeah. Or it's like a big show. Like your name's on the ticket or the. I don't marquee. bring. I don't bring any of my girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why you get to keep the girlfriend. <laughs> were you were you punching watermelons out there? Yeah. 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 I was. Uh-huh. Comedy is so weird because it's like there's you get the the balance between the one of the best shows of just hanging out with your friends, yeah. great show, whatever. And the other side being the worst experience like you can have in a long time. It's just yeah. so weird how sometimes sure. some shows can be such a bummer oh. that it just like makes you rethink everything. Like, oh God, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah there's. What am I doing? <laughs> it's weird. What sometimes. are any of us yeah. doing? Yeah, uh, I do think there's something to to do in like those shit shows, and then you like get on a show that's like good, and you're like. Oh, thank God I did all those yeah. shit shows so that I can even, like, even develop a, an act or some, you know. I did, um, I just went to T.J. Miller's show at the Improv Saturday. Uh, went to the 8 o'clock show just to hang out and support. And he, hey. Thanks. Hey, do you guys have any yeah. some chocolate noon? No, oh, thanks. No, I'm nice. good. This it. is actually the most I've eaten by, by noon. But in a long, long well time. Done. Yeah, well yeah, done. I feel, I feel sick. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel sick. I noticed you guys didn't eat any of your cheese sauce. No, we did not. And I appear to be we the only one who ate. Nine dollars extra. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But I hung out for the eight o'clock show, and then um, in between shows, he's like, "You want to like jump up and do a guest set at the ten o'clock show?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." Mm-hmm. It was T.J. Miller, so it was packed. And then like right before um, he went on, like Vince Vaughn came in. And he's like, hey, and I was talking to TJ, and so Vince came over. It's like, hey, how's it going? And he like <laughs> shook my hand too, just kind of like I got the de facto. What's yeah. up? Uh, yeah, but we're buddies in sound now. We're buddies. Yeah. But it was charged. It was great, and it wouldn't have happened unless I had Pismo Beach. 
Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just all that yeah. fucking shit. Yeah. The weekend of Bernie's crowd. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was I got to open for Todd Glass for a weekend in, in Chicago. It's sweet. At Up, which is like I've heard good things. It's like the Largo and but a club mixed with the Largo, so it's just perfect place. Amazing, wow. And um, you know, there's great crowds every single night who just wanted to be there, who were like, I've never performed other than at Meltdown in front of, like, you hear about comedy nerds, yeah. like people who just know everything and are just happy to be at a comedy show. Yeah. I'd never performed there. And then going back to the real world <laughs> after that is tough. It's tough. Also, I'd never featured for anybody, so doing like 20 minute sets is per- is the easiest amount of time in the world to do, you know? I'm just going to do all my favorite stuff. Yeah, and they have enough time to get to know you, right. and they'll come up to you afterwards, whereas like 10, 5, all those weird shorter times are harder. Mm-hmm. And then going back to just doing a show in LA where like people are are into it, but they're not going to be as excited as like right. they just pent. Twenty dollars on a ticket to go see you. You know what they I mean? They got a babysitter. They got a whole. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like, that's that's been the most interesting part. But like, you know, I mean, it's fine. It's not like. Also, there's not as many comedy shows in LA as it. I feel like a year ago there was double the amount of shows, or at least weekly shows. Yeah. Now everybody's moved their shows to monthly. Yeah. Or biweekly. Yeah. I remember back like. Echoes Under Sunset was this venue, or is this venue? Yeah. But everybody had a weekly show there for like a year. Yeah. And that went away. And Echoes Under Sunset's no more? No, no, no. It's oh, there, the but shows, now yeah. everybody's but the shows kind of are not as often. Right. I think because of how annoying it is to have a weekly show, it's like True. the worst. I ran a weekly for four years. Oh, really? Yeah, almost four years. It's still going on. People don't talk about it, but it's the longest running comedy show in Los Angeles. It's at O'Brien's Pub in Santa Monica. Oh, yeah, I know and that It was show. started in 1998. Oh, I've been heard... going every Thursday. I hear stories about that show all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, who was it? Andy Samberg or somebody was telling the story? Or Joel McHale or somebody? All those guys. Yeah. They all came through. Yeah, they all came through. Norm MacDonald. Yeah, I Zach heard Norm MacDonald would always come because he lived... Mm-hmm. Didn't he live across the street from there or something? Um, I would believe that. I... Well... I used to deliver groceries, and uh-huh. so I would deliver groceries to, to McDonald's apartment. Complex. Oh, that's great! But uh, yeah, that's 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 crazy. Our show's almost four years. Almost, yeah, yeah. Killer. Almost February. Four. Why did you stop running? Just got sick. Of um, it. I just got too busy, and I, just, you know, was, was on the road more, and yeah, you know, it's it's. I'd rather pass it to someone who wants to continue doing it and do a good job than do like a half-ass job and risk having it canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, this song's taking me back. It's the Dave Matthews Band. I was in Dolphin Street. I went into a bar, and there was a... I walked in the front door, and there was a woman on stage with the whole band playing Dave Matthews' Jimmy thing. You ever heard that song? Sometimes you take a Jimmy thing. Excuse me. Like a whole violin solo. And I was just so blown away, but I didn't know it was a Dave Matthews cover. Yeah. But I, I found out later after I and then you hear under his the voice. table right. Right. Yeah. yeah, before I say the next thing, do you like Dave Matthews' mm-hmm. band? Or? He's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, because yeah. to me, Please Dave, my uncle, Dave, Matthews uh-huh. band, <laughs> Dave Matthews' band sounds like like springs and rubber bands going off. Like, like it just, I don't understand. Yeah. And it sounds like a bouncy ball being thrown <laughs> in a metal room, in a steel room. It sounds like all of the angst and jealousy I had in high school in a song. Right. Like, because... 
it just brings up all those feelings because all the dudes that I was jealous of or had an imaginary issue with were obsessed with we're Dave, Dave Matthews, Matthews right? Whereas I was it like... It does feel uh, like bro-y. Yeah. You know, like Hootie and the Blowfish, Dave Matthews. It was so bro. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to go there. We got tickets. Yeah. I hear you. Were the ants marching? Was that like a metaphor? Because like I took it as a song about ants. I don't even know <laughs> what that <laughs> is. <laughs> well, I, I, I think it was Dave Matthews. Like the drummer went swimming in the ocean and just... Like drown. That's yeah. a shame. That'll yeah. happen. Yeah. It's, it's, you yeah. guys stay away so, from the deep. Yeah, end. our friend Jeremy has friends who have drowned. I don't know anybody who's drowned. He's like, dude, yeah, man, I had a friend. I have two friends who drowned. Uh, one guy got hit by a train. It's like all these <laughs> deaths that you Sorry, like. You should be able to not get hit by a train. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just right. stay in age. <laughs> Just wait till uh, the train runs over the penny and and then yeah, and then grab penny. it. Then grab your penny. <laughs> But it's like, how do you die like that? Yeah. I mean, you just Brutal. get very drunk and you yeah. just, right. oops, go swimming in riptide. You hear the term alcohol-related, yeah. you know, so often, but it's so ambiguous. It's just like, yeah, alcohol was involved. It's like, damn right it was. Yeah. I mean, the guy who went bungee jumping without the bungee? Alcohol-related. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> our friend, um, my roommate and our friend, CJ, again, the other night, we came home and the car was like blocking our driveway. It's yeah. in the middle of the night. CJ flipped out and he wrote a letter, put it on the windshield. He was super drunk after some party and he just projectile vomited all over the person's car. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. The letter was sort of threatening. So we took off the letter and wow. just left the. The non threatening puke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's almost even more like mysterious. Yeah. Because it, with a letter, it it could you know specifically CJ. Uh-huh. The puke could be anywhere. <laughs> yeah. This like non-specific the, projectile vomiting. Put it together. <laughs> yeah, that Wait, person. did this person get mad at me for blocking the driveway and then come out here and throw up in my car? Or is this just bad luck? Yeah. It could be anybody. <laughs> who, who did I piss off? Just, was it the guy that I cut off last week? I guess week? I'll just be a better person in general. Because since I don't know... Nah. <laughs> Get the hose. Get the oh. hose. I'm going to be a dick forever. Dude. I like how he's developed into this character. Kind of shrugs his shoulders a little bit like this. There's like a special way to handle things that I'm learning from living with... Uh, CJ has a really specific way of handling things. And uh, Jeremy, who's the guy whose friends are dying from drowning and hitting hit by trains, he is a uh, Lyft driver, and he will tell me stories about like, dude, the other day I cut a guy off, and uh, he got super mad at me, and I like waved, I'm sorry. Then he pulled up to me, rolled down his window, and started cursing me out. And so I rolled down my window, and I go, oh my god, dude, are you crying? <laughs> The dude started flipping out on me. And so I was like, oh my god, man, take down your glasses. I think you're crying. <laughs> and then the guy, the guy like freaked out at him and just sped off. That's hilarious. I always give people the thumbs up. Yeah, that's, that's what like I do. That's my move. Well done. Yeah. Well played. <laughs> yeah. You've, you've done it. Yeah. I don't know. Life is short. Also, too, I used to like say what I thought all the time. Oh, you really? Know, I, not that targeted and not that specific but I would always just like yeah this is but you don't have to say everything you think all the time right it's it's better to just you know I guess I have this reputation like oh he's so nice it's just like yeah because I 
like smile and nod. And like, mm -hmm. I am generally encouraging. Right. I think that's how you should be with most everybody. Unless there's, someone fucks you over or something. It there's there's it. weird car rage though. It's mm -hmm. so, the car rage is so weird because if someone does something that you don't like, you can embody the worst like attributes to them. Like if someone like doesn't let you in the right amount of time, you're like, this person's a fucking asshole. I'd love to pull over and just destroy him. But like, if you if you do that and you're like, oh, actually, you know that guy that's in the car, you go, yeah, oh, I want to destroy fine. him even more. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so weird that you can get like such fucking so he much rage. Doesn't understand the, the zipper system? It's like this car goes, and then the other car. <laughs> Don't do two cars. You're breaking the zipper. Also, it might sound really stupid, and probably will. But cars in general look kind of intimidating. Like Mercedes are like sharp and like a dude, you know? But if everyone were in like VW Bugs with like the eyelashes on them, like no one would, it would be like, whatever. You know? If everyone was in little cute cars, then there wouldn't be a problem at all. Driving cut me off, <laughs> yeah. son of a bitch. Cute color though, I like yeah. the color. Delivering groceries for so long, I had one of those uh, car car that had the company name on it and it looked like what a was delivery. it, like yummy? Yummy, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would get away with so much stuff because people were like, oh, he's just working. He's doing he's his working, job. He's doing his thing. I mean, I fucking would park my car in the middle of the street, just put the hazards on, and, Great. you know, I would, cops would see me on my phone all the time, just kind of yeah. running red lights, just kind of be like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just breaking the law. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just trying to get this person their alcohol. Yeah, I think you said to me, like, hey, do you live on, on yeah. Montana, Santa Monica? I was like, yeah, I do. Because <laughs> I would often get stuck out there mm -hmm. behind your gate. Was the person I would go to. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much, guys. Um, just so you know, I went ahead and circled our website on the receipt in case you guys want to check that out. Um, we also got some new shirts and hats for you to get their merchandise. Okay, Ooh, awesome. Thanks. Thank you very oh, much. And, um, we also have our late night happy hour starts at 10 if you guys ever want to invite this evening. Solid. Cool. Okay, yeah. thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Is it uh, you were doing Oh, we actually, can we check out the site right now? Oh, check it out. Shirt and hat. Um, yeah, so I would... Who did you... What, what unit did you do? I don't remember. Because there was, like, some bros. Like, some frat bros. It was I was just like, a, oh, you guys are... It was always a, a woman, and she would take forever to answer, and so I would just look at who lives here. Yeah. But, like... People feel die on mine all the time, because I'm in unit number one. So, like, it's the top of the list, and, like, yeah, it's good Knutson. Yeah. So, I mean, just this yesterday, especially now, um, the holiday season, FedEx, UPS... Yeah, I'm trying to get into seven. It's like, no, dial, dial, dial seven. Dial seven. Yeah. yeah, but they weren't there. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, pal. Uh -huh. Leave it up front. Yeah. Don't you know I'm sitting here watching TV? <laughs> <laughs> get off my dick. People are the Yummy worst. They'll order groceries and take a shower. They'll be like, okay, we'll be there in 20 to 30 minutes. And then they'll go take a bath. Yeah. Or they'll leave. Or they won't even be home when they order groceries. Right. Or they don't have any money. <laughs> or like, that ha would happen all the time. They really? don't have money. Yeah. And they would say, can I, can my mom, everybody would be like, can my mom pay for it? Uh, I can give you her card information. Can like, you imagine that sense of entitlement? Just like, well, I don't have any money, but I want the food brought to me. Right, yeah. I don't want to go to the store. That would require effort. It must be the hardest thing to be like a trust fund kid. And those are the ones that always baffle me. Like, why are you confident? Right. You've never made a dime in your life. Here's the, Where here's is why. this hubris coming from? I'm super confident if I know I have a paycheck coming next month. Right. Like, okay, I don't have any money right now, 
I have like $3 or something, but I'll spend every single penny of that because I know I have that check coming right. maybe in the next month or two months. Right. And they but, have that forever. And they have that for their yeah. whole life. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. they didn't do anything about it. Like their dad invented, you know, right. intermittent windshield wipers and now suddenly they can live in Beverly Hills and be oh, yeah. The fact that they didn't earn it, I guess, so, like if someone were just to tell me like, hey, for the rest of your life, every two weeks, we're going to give you a $3,000 yeah. well, Knowing check. that you have I mean, that. I know I did nothing for this, but right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have that confidence. I'm trying to remember. Uh, it was some. It was like Warren Buffett, or it was somebody talking about his kids, and he gave him. He gave. He said, "I give my kids enough to do something, but not enough to do nothing." Yeah. I was like, "That's that's great. That's great." Yeah, and it's smart. I think it's okay yeah. to give your kids money, but some kids, growing up with the assurance that. Financially, you will never have to worry about anything, no matter what. If your dream doesn't work out, you can go and take over your dad's business or just go work somewhere where you, either way, you'll be rich. Right. That gives you a, a confidence that is kind of really difficult to relate to. Where my brother lives, he lives in Carpinteria in Santa Barbara, nice. where everyone is rich. Yeah. Everyone. Every one of his right, friends. Santa Claus Lane up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Old oh, yeah. money. That's Every one money. of his friends right. is a surf bum who's rich, right. who, like, they don't look rich, but their parents are millionaires, and they all have this feeling of this like vibe. Julian McCullough said, because I was making a joke on stage, because my brother has three roommates. Their names: Travis, Trevor, and Trevors. Trevors. Yeah, and they're all like pro surfers, and you know they're all like nice guys and right. stuff like that. Right. And my brother will come out there. Whenever I come out there, he'll be like, "Oh, my brother's a comedian. Hey, tell that story I heard you tell the other day on stage." It's the worst. That's not how it works. And I'll sort of like kind of do it, and they don't ever think it's funny, dude. They may as well just say, "Hey, I'm, I'm d disappoint my friends." Yeah, <laughs> disappoint us. <laughs> they don't ever laugh, right. ever. And uh, Julian McCullough was like, "Those people don't laugh because they're like everything in my life has always been great. What's funny? Like, right. why is there a reason to laugh at things or make judgments?" I my parents are were one of them was a photographer, the other one owned. Crunch gym, right. and uh, now I'm a pro surfer. Like, what's funny? You know what I mean? <laughs> Everything's great. Everything's great. So they like think a bird flapping its wing in a funny way. That's funny. You know what I mean? Right. Which is funny, but That's like pretend. listening Literally. to a person tell a, tell a story with like a beginning, middle, and an end, it's like, no, wow. I'm not. Who's got that kind of time? Yeah, their attention spans are completely set for a different, you know, temperature. lifestyle temperature. Right. right. But. Ugh. You know, so like it's rare whenever there's a comedian, I think, who's got that kind of like security, unless that's part of his thing. Right. You know? Right. Unless Andrew McCarthy started doing stand up. Hey, I'm the, right. I'm the Rat Pack comic. I know that. Just so funny. I, yeah, it was very clear way back in the late 80s how rich people <laughs> It's so much more obvious in right. movies. Yeah. I don't even it, know. We had James Spader. Right. That's how we knew who was rich. I wonder if James Spader was rich growing up. How do you? I don't know. Look, grow up to look that way. You know, I actually did a, a episode of Boston Legal with him, and he—it's not in his character, but like the real guy, like the wardrobe woman was saying that they have to have like five extra shirts for him because like he'll come back from lunch with like soup all over his clothes <laughs> you, know, just like, you don't think about him being that way but you know there's the image and the perception and the reality aren't always the same You're like yeah he can't yeah he'll always like lose things and get stuff dirty and 
you know. He was very, very nice guy. Very nice guy, but... Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> I like James Spader. I do, too. I've never seen The Blacklist, but uh, I have to admit, I'm intrigued by the billboards. <laughs> yeah, those So they've done their job. They've yeah. done a good job. They've done it. I know. I don't know what does it have to do Communism? I don't know. I don't know. It's a black... Yes, yeah, so you can't write for Hollywood in the 50s? Is that what this is about? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, this was uh, what a success. Is that the word we? Yeah, dude. Hooters coffee was great. Mm. Um, do not get the club sandwich. The do club not sandwich join that club. Yeah. Don't get the. <laughs> don't get the cheese sauce. Yeah, cheese sauce. Can I try it? I mean, it's not. It's it's the it's fries are chemicals. the fries are fine without the cheese. That's right. All right. Yeah. So, um, like, oh, skim Twitter, on, Facebook. Where do you want people to find your? Um, you can find all of us at Power Violence LA. Power Violence LA on yeah, Twitter. And then our names, Whitmer Thomas on Twitter, Bud Anthony Diaz at Twitter, Clay Tatum at Twitter. Yeah, Clay Tatum. Like how we turned Norwegian <laughs> right at the yeah, end of that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're great tweet tweeters. We tweet maybe like once or twice a week yeah, oh, yeah, or oh, a yeah. month, actually. Oh, so. Yeah. No, well, it depends. It's worth a follow. It's mainly retweeting uh, other things. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right, everybody, that was the show. That was episode 58. That was power violence. That was Hooters. That was turning Norwegian at the last second. A uh, big thank you to Bud Diaz, Clay Tatum, Whitmer Thomas for making time to hang out. And uh, thank you for making time to listen to us hang out. Uh, make sure and go to grabbinglunch.com. Uh, like I said, everything is up there. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. For all your clicking on and looking at needs, uh, also go to mattknutson.com if you're feeling spicy. Uh, M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N. New episodes of the Grabbing Lunch podcast come out every Saturday. I think I might uh, release the next week's episode a little early because I'm going to Las Vegas. Um, so I will be out of town. Uh, and that is it. Thank you again, everyone. Uh, GrabbingLunch.com. Uh, Power Violence LA on Twitter and uh, and in the immortal words of Russell Simmons, thank you all for coming. God bless. Good night. This has been a sex pot comedy joint. Collaborative, community-driven comedy produced by Andy Jewett and Kayvon Kalibari. Headquartered in Denver, Colorado, with technical support from Isaac Miller. Every day at sexpotcomedy.com or at a show near you. 